0: I saw something that said, petite emo fuck. And I said, I don't even want to click on this because I'm afraid. So I'm going to Google on my phone, what is this? I instantly got sick and had to run to the bathroom. In my heart, I thought, okay, you know, we went through this tragedy. Yes, there was a little rough patch. Yes, things haven't been the greatest. I've been trying to go to therapy. But I could almost understand if he had a girlfriend. I could almost understand that.
1: This is Wendy, and today I will be telling her story. If you have been listening to us, we usually like to briefly introduce stories. But when this story does not need much introducing. Three things you need to know about this story. First things go from 0 to 100 real quick. It literally goes from childhood fine, teenage years fine, this fine, that fine, to boom, just another level. So be prepared to make that translation when it comes. Second thing about this story is the fact that it includes a beautiful adoption story within it. An adoption story that starts with a tragedy, growing pains, and then ends exactly in the way we all want it to end. And it just shows how much of a beautiful soul Wendy is. Third thing about this story is pretty much, what the fuck, WTF, that's all I have to say. But to easily follow with the characters, Wendy is the one telling us her story. She has two beautiful kids, aged 19 and 12. The older child's dad is a man uh, Wendy had a relationship with, but never married. And the younger child's dad is Wendy's ex-husband. The one this divorce story is all about. Okay, I think we're ready to start.
2: Stories in this series are real stories and are often told from the perspective of one of the two people involved in a marriage or divorce. Because the episode's guest refers to his or her ex-partner by his or her real name throughout the story, and for purposes of maintaining confidentiality, the names of our guests, the ones telling the story, are often changed during the course of the interview. Also, this series is about adults discussing adult topics. While parts of these stories may be insightful to children of divorced families, Other parts of these stories may contain content that is too mature for children, so please listen accordingly.
1: Just one thing before we start. Uh, The audio is fine, but sometimes there is some noise in the background, uh, and we usually use voiceover artists to um, to ask the part when the, the audio is not great, but for this story, we really wanted Wendy to be saying it in her voice. Wendy describes her childhood as a nice, good childhood.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, it was good, you know, I... Was like a you know a Girl Scout a Brownie. I did sports in high school. I was captain of the team.
1: And Wendy describes her teenage and high school years as boring.
0: Nothing special, right? Home about uh, just boring, pretty much. I worked, yeah. I worked, I want to say I started working when I was 16, um, and I worked literally ever since. And then college, um, I went to school in the city in New York, um, and I was kind of a baby the first uh, semester, and I was, even though I grew up in Central Jersey, it was too far for me, and I quit. And uh, my mom said, if you are not going to go to school, you're going to pay me rent. So I worked two jobs. And um, after the she took all my money after the first um, after the first semester being home, I said, I'll go back. And so I went back to school. I took 20 credits a semester. I went summers. I went winters. And I graduated with my original graduation date with honors.
1: So Wendy graduates from the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York, FIT. Um, she, does, she does a great job in college, and she is also six months pregnant by the time she's, she graduated. And Wendy describes her first child's dad as a nice and cool guy, and she, they had a pretty good relationship.
0: Um, he is... Um, just a pretty cool guy. Um we he would work in LA and New York and Miami. Um so after I wanna say after our daughter was born, he said, you know, I can make all this same money and we can live like kings down in Florida, so let's go. And I said, Okay Okay. and we left and I was in Miami and he was working in the keys. (laughs) So I was by myself. Um, His family was down there, but I missed my family. I'm a baby like that. And so he was working in the Keys and I had a garage sale. I sold everything. I called him and I said, I bought a ticket and I'm leaving on Wednesday. And when you're done, you can come back to Jersey. If not, I'll send my brothers for the car. (laughs) And And so he eventually, he came up after he was done with his season, he came up. Yes, I had my daughter with him um, and then we split when she was about 18 months old. And so then my so I split with him whatever, when my daughter was about five, I met my husband. And then we got married when she was about seven, maybe I want to say. And we were relatively happily married um we had dog i really didn't want another kid so i knew he also didn't want another kid so i kind of used it to my advantage and said well if you don't want another kid can i get another dog (laughs) and he caved so then we had two dogs um and then about, um, 2015, I guess it was, um, a tragedy hit our family and, um, there was a death in the family and we ended up adopting our nephew. And so that is my son. Um, well, let's just say it was an adjustment. (laughs) Um, you know, the death in the family was pretty earth shattering, um, to say the least. And, We did the best we could. Um, I said, I. so not just like within us, but, you know, my son suffered loss. And so he, you know, required a lot of attention. He had some struggles and um, he had a real issue, I want to say, with females when he came here. You know, his mom had passed away. And so he was very hostile towards me. And so I was not at my breaking point, but I decided I needed to go to therapy and I wanted to become a better mom and a better wife. And so I went to therapy and um, I was there for like about a year or two. And then, um, yeah, like he's, I mean, my son has grown exponentially. In these years yeah um and now we're like we're besties
1: <laughs> wendy knew that the decision to adopt her son was a huge one and one that would take just an indefinite amount of work so she had an open honest and very direct conversation with her husband regarding that adventure
0: So I gave him an option and I said, I'm going for him, our son. And I said, you can either do it with me or you can leave because I know it, it's a big responsibility. I know it's a big change. I know, you know, I had asked him and he said my daughter was the one and he didn't want any more children. Um, but he agreed. He agreed. And because our son was in foster care, we had to go and become foster parents. And we had to go through that process. And they give you packets and packets of papers. And on that paper, you had to list the most, I think it was the top three, qual- six qualities of your partner. And my ex chose rigid, domineering, and selfish. And I took that paper. And I was livid. And I was like, I'm not sure you understood the assignment. You're supposed to pick my best qualities. And if you think I'm selfish and domineering. And I was like, I, and, and he went into, well, oh, I thought you meant like you're the dominant one. You handle everything in the house. And I said, we're going to wipe these out and pretend like it didn't happen and fill this out again. <laughs> Well, oh, that's another thing I said. I said if you don't want this, you can go. Like I don't need you to do this, but don't hurt me. Don't don't hurt this opportunity. <laughs> yeah, and he he's like, oh, vocabulary is not my big thing. It's not my strong point.
1: Those are some pretty specific words.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were. You know, you had to check them. It was boxes check. I I <laughs> yeah, I was living. I was furious. furious. It's so funny. Yeah. And so we did that. We had to get like thousands of dollars in home like improvements because they Mm. come, they inspect your house. We had an old home. We needed to order like radiator covers and all this other stuff. Mm. And then in the very end, our son came and the foster care agency said, well, we didn't pick you. So now you have to do a private home study and you have to do a private adoption. What? And so after we did all that through the foster care, we had to do it all over again with the private adoption agency. It was just, it was the worst nightmare, like you could imagine. But after nine months, he was with us. And then after another six months, we adopted. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: After your boy came to live with you, did he, did he get along with uh, your daughter
0: at all? Yes, they get along wonderful. Um, there's, you know, both of them are used to being only children. Mm. And so each of them still to this day love their alone time. Mm. Um, but they they get along wonderfully. She's a real, like, mama bear.
1: A bigger sister. Yeah. So up until this point, everything is great. Wendy has her daughter, she has her boy that she just adopted after a long process, but they went through that hurdle together with her husband, um, and everything was fine. And this is the part where everything is going to go from zero to 100 real quick. So prepare yourself mentally. Uh, We'll take a 10-second break.
0: So we were together about another year and a half, Uh Mm -hmm. and I went to work one day, and I had three jobs that day. So I went to my first job, and my daughter called me and said she forgot her key. Uh So I went home after Uh the first job to get the key, Uh and on the coffee table was my ex-husband's telephone. Okay. And so I decided to look at it and opened it up and I opened up his search history. And the first thing I saw was TS massage. And I was like, Oh, what is this? I don't know what this is. Well, it's transsexual massage for those who don't know. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, and it wasn't that he was looking at porn you know, you want to look at porn and it's like all over the country, whatever, anonymous people. This was literally every surrounding town. He was looking for these essentially prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And every click was a dick in my face. And the next click, dick in my face. That's great. Bianca in Bridgewater. I'm like, who's that? Click, dick in my face. Right. <laughs> and I said, Oh my God, I don't know what's happening right now, <laughs> Oh my god! but this is not cool. And I kept going. And then I saw something that said petite emo fuck. <laughs> and I said, I don't even want to click on this because I'm afraid. So I'm going to Google on my phone. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and so I Googled it. And if you don't know what that is, it's young Asian girls. Jesus. And with that, I instantly got sick and had to run to the bathroom. And now I'm like, i got to be late. i got to little work. <laughs> so after, so I screen- after I took pictures of all the screenshots oh. on my phone, I went to his job, dropped off his phone, and I said, hey, our daughter needs a ride home. You need to coordinate with her and pick her up from school. And I went off to work. Mm. Now I work my second job all day. And things are going in my head, but I'm like, I gotta work because I got nobody to rely on right now. So um, from the second to the third job around four o'clock, I called him and mind you, he's a teacher. So I call him and you know, he picks up the kids and whatnot. And I said, I need to talk to you when I get home. And he said, okay. And I hung up the phone. I went to the next job. 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, I come home. He's putting our son to bed. And he see, hears me walk in and comes to the top of the steps and said, Oh, do you want to talk now? And I said, no. Finished putting our son to bed. I'm going to go. And I took a Xanax because I said, there's no way my kids are now. upstairs that I'm going to, like... I'm going to go nuts. So I need to relax a little bit. So I took my Xanax. I got in my pajamas. I washed my face. I got in the bed. I said, I'm not even eating dinner tonight. I'm just done. I'm done for the day. And here he comes into the room. Mm. And we're downstairs. Kids are upstairs. Mm. And he walks in the room. And when I tell you his face was purple, his face was purple. So he knew. And he must have known. And I said. I didn't even have to say anything. And he walked in and I said, wow, you look guilty. <laughs> and like an egg, this motherfucker cracked.
1: Oh, my God.
0: He said, he he must have been meeting him. And he goes, oh, I'm really sorry. I've been cheating on you for the past year and a half. And I said, what did you, what? <laughs> okay. And I was like, "With with who? In my head, in my heart, I thought, okay, you know, We went through this tragedy. Yes, there was a little rough patch. Yes, things haven't been the greatest. Mm. I've been trying to go to therapy, but I could almost understand if he had a girlfriend. I could almost understand that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, oh, I've been going to the massage parlors and I've been getting, quote unquote, the happy endings. And I said, okay, like this this was total like, I wasn't yelling. I wanted to know. I wanted, you know, so here come all of my questions. And I said, okay, um, how much do you pay when you go? And he said, $200 a pop. And I said, if you think that I think that you're not having sex with those people at $200 a pop, then either you're the biggest idiot or... You think I'm an idiot? And he's like, "No, I swear, I'm not having sex with them." I said, "No, that's that's impossible for 200 bucks for an hour, impossible." How many times a week have you gone? Sometimes up to three times a week, if not more. Jesus. I said, "Okay, I'll all teach right." your salary. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'll tell you what, I own my home before I met him. I never let him put a dollar towards that house because I'm not stupid. No. And if anything happened, he wasn't going to touch that house. Uh-huh. So after all this, I guess my instincts were right. He's not touching this house. Uh. So then I, you know, I just, I have, so I said, okay, okay. Like, let me just process this. <laughs> um, like what? Like, and and I not took digs, but I said, you you realize you're, not the only person that's getting this done they're touching eight dicks a day at least and these people are most likely sex traffic workers and you are disgusting you're putting your career at risk every time you go everything you've worked so hard for you're putting on the line every time you go there and That's then I crazy. had I said, well, I was like, do they wear gloves? Nope. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. All right. I love how he was being honest.
0: And, and I said, okay. I said, okay. I said, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. And I brought up that petite emos. I said, you know what? You, at this point, are a liability. You're a liability. My daughter has friends that were Asian. My nieces friends that were Asian. These are, you know, at this point, 16, 17 year old no, no. girls. And I said to him, and he said, no, 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 that's disgusting. I'm not looking at young girls. I, he said, they're 18 and 19. I said, it says teenagers. So 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, the <laughs> probability that you're looking at an adult is against you and you're a liability and you need to go. That's cool. And then I sat there and I sat there and I said, there's no way. 200 bucks a pop? There's no way. And then it hit me. I said, are they shoving things up your ass? And he said, put his head down and goes, yes. I said, oh, I knew it. I was like, okay. I was like, you need to go. I said, look. And at oh the same time, God. you have, like, at the same time, I felt so sorry for him. You know what I'm saying because no lie I'm a hottie. So mm. <laughs> and but at this I said, "What is like I said, you have this gorgeous wife sitting at home that can, you know, be with you whenever you want." Like, what the hell? He all have really low self-esteem and you know, you're always telling me what to do, so here I pay them the money and they do what I want them to do and I'm in control. And I said, that is the most twisted thing I've ever heard. And it it was just so bizarre. And I said to him, you know, I'm not going to kick you out. Obviously, you have a problem. You have a problem, and it is not my problem anymore. And whoever you need to lean on, you can lean on, but you need to get your stuff and you need to lean. And he said to me, he was doing all this since he's 18. And I was just the first person to catch him.
1: He's been look, like he's been like uh, little girls and transe- transsexual people for the past. I
0: guess getting these 18. prostitutes, and I don't know about that, but like the the massages and the prostitutes since he's eighteen. That's crazy. Yeah. So I just I told him to leave, and so he went, of course, to the couch that night.
1: But what was his defense? That was his only defense. That I, you're you're, true, you're not nice. <laughs>
0: that that I that I was in control. Yeah, okay. that, not that I wasn't nice. That I was in control. I was controlling, and and through my therapy, it's mm-hmm. not that I was controlling. I was responsible. I paid mm-hmm. the bills. I handled everything. I made sure the kids had dinner. I made sure you know everything. Got paid what it needed to be, and I was responsible.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh wow! I'm I'm so glad that we're having this conversation after years Mm -hmm. of therapy. Because I'm sure that would have been a completely different conversation (laughs) three, three, four years ago.
0: You know, and I
1: like very level-headed about it.
0: Yeah, I get. I can laugh about it, and I and I like I said, I at the moment I felt terrible because it's almost as if you know. He's like, he was outed, and I like I don't know. And I said, you know, he said he doesn't consider these transsexuals to be men. He considers them as women. Okay. However, he's specifically looking at all their genitalia, and it's almost as if it's a fetish. So that's not what you're looking at. You're not considering them women. You're not looking at their faces. Mm-hmm. What you're looking at is the, like... I don't know what you want to call it. And I said, I don't know what's going on, but I don't know that that's nor- not, not normal, but it's not it's not what I want for a husband.
1: <laughs> and oh, he did this when you were married for how long?
0: I've been married He admitted to it for the past year and a half. And then I said, let me see your bank statement. Let me see your bank statement. Mm-hmm. And this man... Came into the marriage with about $34,000. He got an increase of about $30,000 a year. Hmm. I paid for every vacation. I paid for the home. He paid minuscule things, maybe the heat and the TV. Okay. In the end, he had $6,000. I said, where is all the money? If you think that I think you've only been doing this for a year and a half, you're out of your mind. Where's all the money?
1: That's sixty thousand dollars in prostitutes in eighteen months. That's that's a lot.
0: No, no, he's been doing it for years. How to then? Years. I'm so sorry, Julia. That's okay. I don't mind. And then it <laughs> uh, <there's laughs> gets man. better. So then, I said to him. Like he went to go sleep on the couch, but you know, not so smart, left his phone charging by the bed, so he's now i 'm looking bad, through the phone, and i said th- I had asked him what's the phone number to this place so now i 'm looking, and I see all the times he went, and so I was at a conference mm-hmm. down in Florida, mm-hmm. and there was a terrible storm, mm-hmm. and my parents got stuck in um Like in the car, like outside. And And so I was calling him to tell him about it because he was up here. Maybe he could help them. Mm -hmm. No, no answer. No answer. No answer. Turns out, dropped my kid off at religious school, went to go see the prostitutes.
1: That's crazy.
0: Turns out months before I had had a miscarriage and he was to take my daughter to religious school while I took our son to... A birthday party, in pain, still, like, you know, not feeling right. Hmm. Drops my kid off and goes to see these prostitutes. And at that point, I said, look, at this point, you're not even my friend. I don't give a shit what you have to do, but you need to get out of my house now. And I'm sure so I'm
1: sure he played the whole sex addict card that I can
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. work on it. No, not work on it. Oh, he was done. He knew it was over. There is no going back. And if you know me, there's no going back. <laughs> uh,
1: he didn't even was choice. done. Okay.
0: There is no work on it. You can work on it yourself. You're gone. <laughs> and in three months, we didn't even use a lawyer. We got divorced. I got half the joint bank account. I got child support. I got alimony. <laughs> I got everything I wanted. <laughs> no lawyers and it was done over and done
1: that's a nice clean one
0: yeah no he you know because he he knew he was in the wrong and so he didn't fight me on anything i wasn't overly you know i didn't ask for anything really the alimony and i told him was payback for the money that we were supposed to be saving for retirement that he spent on prostitutes
1: that's crazy
0: yeah and I said, you know, you don't you have no idea, like. And I said, you're going to pay for the doctor because, of course, I'm going to the doctor and I'm getting checked out, and you'll pay my copays, and done.
1: You were under his insurance. Um.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, so it was a clean. I mean, it was yeah. a very he complex story, it. but, but yeah. with a clear divorce, okay, he didn't fight <laughs> it. He didn't do anything.
0: He didn't fight it. Put his tail between his legs and left. Is
1: it not even a lawyer? So, you, like, just you and him?
0: Yep, we agreed to everything, and very we cool. just went to that. What is it? Three ninety nine divorce. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Yes. Nice. Um, um, and how? How was the like? How was his relationship with your kids before and after the divorce?
0: Um, so he a good it was, dad? yeah. it's a good dad, good stepdad. Um, my daughter at this time still considers him her stepdad. After we got divorced, he takes took the kids out every Wednesday for dinner, both of them. Um, and my daughter, she wanted some like, you know, time just to herself. So then he would take her out for dinner just on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, carved out time for them. Takes our son every other weekend.
1: So humans were so like complex like you would you would think that this person who's doing this horrible thing behind your back or has been doing it for 18 um is, is probably just not not a good father but like the hearing the you know that there is a good side of him but then there's this, this crazy insane side of him
0: yeah. yeah to me like when it's something like that it's not and every like, I went to work laughing about it. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I was, I thought it was, not that it was funny, but everyone's <laughs> like, Wendy, how could you laugh about this? And I said, it's not me. This is not me. This is not something that I've done. And it actually makes it a lot easier because it's not hurtful. It's not, it's not another woman. It's not another relationship. It's just a very weird thing. <laughs> You know, it's just something that it's for me that's a non negotiable. It's not even that you're not, you're cheating, you're cheating with prostitutes, you're putting me at risk, you're putting yourself at risk. You're putting not only like a risk of losing your career, getting arrested, but a risk of like sexually transmitted diseases. I mean, every single time it's an STD, a risk. Yeah. So I said, forget it. Like goodbye, and the funny thing is, like I don't know, I just thought it was funny, you know. And I knew, I knew his family wasn't too fond of me. Okay. And when he called his mom, she goes, "Oh, guess you weren't getting any at home, were you?"
1: What a what a bitch!
0: And I said, okay, okay. Old bitch. I knew she was gonna say that. I knew it, but it's cool. <laughs> it's
1: cool. It's so funny. Um, nope I mean, I can. Uh, I'm so sorry, but it's so funny. Well, I already that, have a name. I already have a name for the episode. It's going to be a WTF. Like it's like <laughs> well, it's like that's that's it. There is mm-hmm. no other. You know, it's good. Gonna...
0: And I'll tell you. Before we were even divorced, we I told you we got divorced three months mm-hmm. before we were even divorced. He was on dating apps, and of course, he uses the same password for everything. So of course, I. Oh my I logged god, he's in. so stupid. <laughs> I logged in and I checked it out. He used our wedding photo and cut me out of the picture. <laughs> Did you believe that? And I, I, that got, all the other stuff didn't really piss me off. That one pissed me off. What was <laughs> oh, it, Bumble? Um, no, it was like Max.com or something. <laughs> I see.
1: Uh, how, old were, how old were you, both of you guys were at the time of divorce?
0: Um, it was four, I was 30, what 37 and he must have been 40 41.
1: 40, going back on dating apps and being uh, no. uh, and I mean, now, months,
0: did you live together? Was, what
1: did you live together during those three months? Or no, he was no. like, no. nope,
0: he moved into motel six <laughs>
1: <laughs> revenge. revenge. Like I said, <laughs> if you
0: can spend $200 a pop, you can spend $200 a night buy
1: for sure yeah that's an expensive habit
0: very it's sad <sighs> and when i tell you his parents sometimes gave us like for a gift like ten thousand dollars gone wow. all of it gone
1: what was he thinking like
0: <laughs> he wasn't
1: but you guys had a shared account that he was C- contributing to and then society was just wasting so like I work. said
0: I am not like dumb I'm pretty smart mm-hmm. so our joint account was just what we got from our wedding and then anything else put in was just him I kept my stuff separate I see. <laughs> I just banked mine
1: I see yeah this is definitely a WTF episode guess, <laughs> you know and I love how it's like to the point it's like okay my my <laughs> Like the editing is not gonna be very hard because it's it's just it's just you talking. I don't need to say anything. Um, there is no, dots, there is well, no mama... dots to connect. I had a great childhood. I went to college in New York. I, I met this guy. He messed up. I told him bye, and then I met this other guy, and he he's insane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i say my mom always told me, you can always replace a husband. You can never replace your children. For sure and honestly that's like that's the motto man you just gotta keep moving and move on yeah why is why, why Finland,
1: 50 percent uh, of the of, of women just have kids by themselves like they never got married like it's not even a thing for them to get married and, and stuff like women just go they get their own kids like one two whatever they want and they mm-hmm. just like okay <laughs> I don't, you know, if I want a man, I'll just go to the dating app or something, <laughs> and then yeah, just get rid of him. Uh, it was
0: never my goal, but you I mean, thought, yes. like I wasn't a girl growing up saying like, "Oh, I want to get married one day."
1: But you also, you know, just seeing—I'm sure—just seeing your parents divorced or happily married after forty years, like you. You know, I'm sure you divorce was not the first thing that you thought of <laughs> when you when you were having trouble with this with this man.
0: Well, I asked him. I asked him probably two years prior to. I said, "Do you want to get a divorce?" And he said, "No, I love you. Let me rub your feet." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I said afterwards. I said, "You know." I asked you if you wanted a divorce. I asked you. And you said no. You said let's work on it. I went to therapy. And for what? For what?
1: Well, for yourself. I'm sure. For you myself. You're doing sex about yourself. And,
0: and-, and that's what my therapist, like she when I we were working on things and whatever, and we were saying, and she had told me, she goes, Wendy, this is a marriage of convenience. And mm. and then when I went in that week with tears in my eyes, like, you won't believe what happened. <laughs> mm. And she said, oh, but it was just a marriage of convenience. Don't even worry about it, pretty much. Oh, and so was, you
1: knew, he knew it was a bit, like she had, she kind of
0: right. hinted like to it,
1: through, through the therapy yeah. sessions. I
0: so I was like, you know what, you're right. I'm on that sad. Next. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hopefully he's, he's not going to be as crazy as this one. Yeah. And, uh, story's not gonna be as funny as this one
0: (laughs) (laughs) no you know after that I was I just thought three-year relationship I had to go with you know the baddest toughest most macho guy you know and that didn't work out but you know I still have a great relationship with like his kids dad you know I have like an honorary grandbaby out of it okay and it's just like it was exactly what I needed at the time You know, I needed to go like to someone hard and strong and Mm -hmm. just like a caveman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm assuming your second, your husband was completely different than.
0: Yeah, he was such a sweet, like a sweetheart. If you would, if you would picture it, it would just be the biggest sweetheart. And when everything happened, so it happened on March 15th that I found this out. I remember because I always say, beware the Ides of March. Mm-hmm. And that's when it happened. Mm-hmm. And two days later, I went to dinner at my parents' house. And I was telling my father everything. Like, we went upstairs and I was telling him. And he, um, everybody's first thing was, Kevin? What? Mm, no way. Because nobody could believe it. Nobody could believe it. And then my father said, well, you know, Wendy, money and sex can make men do crazy things. Did, did you want to give him another shot? <laughs> I said, no. Get out of here. No. You're crazy.
1: Uh, yeah, you probably heard it in one of the stories where the, they were like super religious, the, the couple, and they they would go to this church. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm not very... Uh, and apparently if the, if, they, if the man cheats, you're supposed to... to um, you're supposed to forgive them and just act like nothing happened. This is like just another level of cheating.
0: Yeah, no, that's nuts. To me, cheating's cheating, no matter who you're cheating with. You know.
1: Yeah, this is yeah. I agree with this. Yeah. This is another level. This is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> well, um, and now the kids are fine. They, you know, they're they're fine with. Seeing him like once a week and living yeah. the life with you.
0: Yeah. Kids are great. They're actually going to next month go to his wedding. He's getting remarried.
1: Who's getting remarried?
0: My ex-husband. Really? Yep. <laughs> Good luck to that woman. <laughs> poor,
1: poor girl. So is, he's gonna, ha- is he going to stay around or?
0: Ah, uh, who knows? Uh, I mean, he's not going far. He's. He's got, you know, his teaching gig. He's got his pension. He's not going anywhere. I see. But.
1: Well, good luck to her. Are his parents still married?
0: Yes, they are. Hmm.
1: Well, I mm-hmm. guess he found somebody who's not as uh, as author, like, what do they call you? No. Choc- as controlling? Controlling.
0: Domineering?
1: Domineering.
0: You know what it is?
1: That's a crazy combination.
0: That's exactly. That's exactly. Like, so I, you know, I have a career. And one year we made like, it was like neck and neck doing the taxes. I might have made $500 more than him. And Mm. he was so upset at that. Mm. So he found somebody that works, you know, at, you know, like a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And um, does like, you know their thing makes you know low wages and he's happy with that probably because he can make those decisions and maybe be in control who knows? oh
1: that's the woman who was who's, who's uh who's married see.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah usually we try to go <laughs> as far so like yeah <laughs> it's sure. polar right exactly. polar opposites exactly exactly uh, well it seems like your therapy is working just fine <laughs> You're, I, love, I love how you just talked about it um, this way, and I love how you, yeah, you, you, uh, you looked at it even when you were going through it. This is like I have nothing to do with this. Yeah, it's not like, you, and, and you can't do anything about this. It's like like he's been doing it since he was eighteen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, anything else we should know? I mean, I think this is a this is a, <laughs> a mouthful. Yeah. But, but thank you so much. Um, so, uh, other than therapy, we like to ask for things that helped you. Um, are you a reader? I feel like you have so many jobs, you probably don't even have time to, to read. But is there I,
0: any- I, I I used to read a lot more before my son came. I used to have a lot more time. Okay. Um, now that I have my son, um, I read not as much, but here and there.
1: Okay. So, if you want to just text me like one or two books that you liked. Um, and we'll include uh but this was so much fun
0: Were there are two books that I like like what like historical fiction no
1: no uh, like self-help books more oh self-help books oh yeah. okay gotcha that I have that I put. gotcha I was I like mean, wait a second <laughs> um, yeah we're not in the business of that like reviewing books for, for that's second.
0: what I thought I got confused okay yeah no problem
1: perfect this was so much
2: fun when they
0: same. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh,
2: okay. This was American Divorce Stories. The show is created by Annabelle Martinez-Vega and Walid El-Jabari. The show is produced by Annabelle Martinez-Vega, Caitlin Alexander-Levitt, Elizabeth Jenkins, and Walid El-Jabari. If you enjoy this show, please share with your friends, rate, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to contact us with your story, our email is contact at americandivorcestories.com. Our website is americandivorcestories.com. See you next week.